Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. I've got Tanmay on the show today. Uh, me and Tanmay worked on a film called Brahman Naman, which is uh, available to watch on Netflix currently. And um, I, yeah, I had the pleasure of working with him in a, a small capacity. However, he's done some great work as an actor. He trained at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art, also known as RADA in the UK. He's been part of uh, some wonderful TV shows in the UK as well, such as Indian Summers for Channel 4 and the Durells uh, for ITV. He's also been part of independent films like Brahman Naman and Garbage, which went on to Netflix. Um, and he began his career in theatre and has, you know, travelled around for productions around the world. He lives in Mumbai. And uh, I would say that Tanmay is a real actor-actor. Uh, and he's got such a passion for the craft that I had to get him on and I had to uh, to get him to be part of this. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Tanmay, welcome to Unplug with Annie. It's good to have you on. Good to be here, Annie. Thank you for having me. Uh, so first and foremost, I mean, I know we've worked together in Brahman Naman, which now seems like forever ago. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but you're doing some amazing, amazing work. And uh, I think, like, I, I always like the fact you're very hands-on with everything. But in terms of acting specifically, like, when did, when did that kind of bug bite you? When, what was that initial moment for you? I think uh, the acting bug is such bit me when I was in school. Like, a lot of us, I think we were doing, I was doing theater in, in school for, like, school plays and stuff. But uh, growing up in Calcutta about 20 years ago, uh, and the family I came from, theater or acting wasn't really a career option at all in any any way at all. So I never thought that I could actually pursue it as a career. I really enjoyed doing it and then, but I was also very good at studying. So when I got uh, a full scholarship to study engineering, I went off to the States to study engineering. And I think uh, I went to Berkeley, University of California at Berkeley, which is an amazing school and it really opened me up in so many ways. And even though I was doing engineering there, my teachers there really sort of allowed me to explore myself. And I started doing a lot of acting there. And that's when uh, I started, uh, a couple of teachers sort of said that, uh, oh, you should, uh, you should be an actor. You should, this is what you should do. And I was still not very convinced at that time. I didn't know how, how I could make a living or even how to go about it. Uh, but I think around that time, I think when I was in the States, uh, I think, after my sophomore year, I think I went to um, Argentina for a film and theater program. And uh, me and my friend Kevin, we like sort of cut the program. We just sort of backpacked across the country and, and we were at Iguazu Falls and I had my like moment of like realization of that this is what I want to do. This is what, like I'll never be happy unless I pursue my heart. And my heart was totally telling me that this is what I want to do. So that's when I think uh, if you want to sort of talk about a moment, that was the moment, I guess, I decided that I'll pursue acting, I'll pursue what I want to do uh, in life. Uh, but uh, I don't know, I think like I've always sort of loved it. I've always enjoyed it a lot, especially being on stage. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. And you've been one of those few actors who I feel like in the younger generation who's able to really uh, work in India like very well as well as the West. 
Um, you know, you've been part of shows like Indian Summers, which has done amazing, and and obviously various films which have gone on to Netflix, being such an international platform. Was that like the plan for you as you began and you uh, started getting more experience? Was it was was it a dream for you to be able to do work in other countries as well? Were you open to that, or did that kind of happen just by fluke for you? It wasn't something that I was thinking about. Like I did start sort of, I did sort of decide to become an actor in the States, but I always wanted to come back to India and do theater. I didn't really want to do anything other than theater ever. Uh, but this is back in the day. Now I really enjoy film as well, but that's, we'll come to that later. But when, what happened was when we were 22, after I came back from the States, I joined my friend's theater company, Tin Can in Calcutta. And we did lots of work in Calcutta. We went around the world as well. We went to Scotland to perform. And we came to Thespo. Uh, Tespo is like Bombay's sort of premier theatre uh, competition for under 25s and uh, I would say India's premier theatre competition for under 25s is like a really really good uh, platform springboard for a lot of wonderful actors who work in Bombay uh, uh, right now. Anyway so like me and my friends from Calcutta we all came and we sort of performed and uh, I think me and three other of my friends in the theatre group, Sumit Thakur, Shadab Kamal and Onurutu Basu, we all were nominated for Best Actor. And the fifth guy, this amazing actor called Amai Wag, he won, he won the award. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that a lot of people at that point sort of came up to us uh, and said, you guys are really good. I, I remember I met Ali Fazal at that time. I met uh, Namit Das at the time. I met uh, Satyajit Dubey at that time. And they all really appreciated our work. Pritika Chawla, the Chawla sisters, Pritika Chawla and uh, uh, Prerna Chawla were, were also in that Tesco sort of group. Hussein Dalal. Uh, yeah. And these guys were like, you guys are really good. You, you guys should like sort of move to Bombay and work here. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it. But uh, <laughs> honestly, like, I mean, like, you see what, what, what I look like. I mean, I don't have, like, we didn't have the sort of physical body sort of build to sort of pursue acting in India as an Indian actor at that point of time, as a male Indian actor. This is about like 12 years ago. I think the space that has opened up now for different kinds of actors, which has sort of allowed me to get work in India, wasn't there. Like, you know, like, I mean, it's still, I would say Bollywood is still quite toxic masculine. And if you're not toxic masculine as a male actor, you don't really sort of get a lot of work. And it's true mm. even now. Mm. But at that point of time, it was impossible. There was no way. And like, I mean, Bombay was prohibitively expensive for us. We were from Calcutta, which is still very cheap. Uh, much far cheaper than Bombay and at that point of time it's like I would say a tenth of the expense cost of Bombay. So yeah, so I, we all realized that actually that, that there's no space here for us. We can't really make a living through this. We don't really, we won't really get work. Uh, so we didn't know what to do. We didn't have any options and that's when I decided to train abroad. I was like I wanted to sort of train anyway and I wanted to do theatre. I, I never really sort of wanted to film. So I was talking to my friend Tom who's been a huge influence in my life, who's a, a, a British uh, actor as well. And uh, they said that, oh, you must uh, apply to Rara, to London. And I, I, I never thought I'd get in, but uh, I sort of pulled some funds together and I sort of went there and I applied and I got in. And uh, I was very happy just to train. I never thought after that what's going to happen. I never sort of planned my life out like that. I was very happy just training and I thought, I always thought I'd just come back to India and I keep doing theatre. So. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I never planned to sort of work in the West or plan to work in India as such. I always 
sort of wanted to do theater, I guess, and theater took me abroad, I guess. And then like once I graduated from RADA, I started getting more TV and film work because of visa issues, which is a whole other story. Mm. So I think that's how this whole West and East thing happened. Uh, again, like, you know, I came back to India also partly because of visa issues. Because like, you know, I couldn't sort of stay and work there. And I also wanted to do independent film in India. So anyway, so yeah, so I, I the answer is I never really planned it. It just uh, kind of happened uh, on its own. like Organically. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's probably a good thing to not, to, it's probably a good thing to not like planning so much. I think the part of me who likes that organization sometimes feels very lost uh, in this career, which requires you to kind of be able to deal with the fact that you don't have that security or necessarily know when that next job is coming. And uh, has that been a hard thing for you, the insecurity of it all? Oh my God, yeah. I mean, I, I really think that that's, I'm glad you brought up this issue because that's one of the major issues that uh, I think actors around the world face. The insecurity of not knowing where your next job is coming from. Uh, every time you think, okay, now you've done something, now you've made it, now you've sort of been on sort of English television, now you've sort of had a Netflix film, now you shouldn't have to be worried about work. It's, it's not true. Like you have to worry about work all the time. It's a constant, constant source of worry. And uh, I think, to be honest, what also happens is that it's very infectious, this anxiety. And like sort of actors infect each other. I think social media can affect, you know, you sort of look at things and you're like, oh my God, that film, I was supposed to be in that film. Why, is, why am I not in that film? Why is this guy in this film? You know, all these <laughs> things that are happening and you really have to take a step away from it. I think that's one of the reasons why training was really good for me because I just truly enjoyed the training itself. And for three years, we weren't sort of allowed to work while we were training. Uh, I sort of like to sort of go back into that space as much as I can. Like that's why the lockdown has been amazing for me because I, I feel like it's allowed me to sort of go back into my shell in a way, to sort of spend time with myself, do my practice every day, uh, work with myself and do what I want to do, like lead the life I want to lead rather than sort of worrying about, oh my God, I'm not meeting the right kind of people. There's all these sort of auditions going on. I, if they knew about me, then they would cast me, you know, all these sort of thoughts are not swimming around my head. But yeah, the insecurity is always there. And I think it's important for us to acknowledge and for actors to acknowledge and support each other and appreciate the fact that all of us feel the same way. Because a lot of actors still sort of have this sort of thing like, no, I'm fine. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm fine. You know, or like even actors, and I don't want to name names, but even actors that we think are doing so well in terms of work and everything. And again, we follow the social media and we think, wow, they're, they're, they're killing it. We must be so happy. Are mm. genuinely like most of them have some, not just anxiety, there's like depression issues. There's like a lot of stuff going on underneath. Um, yeah. And I think, I think it's important to acknowledge that and it's important to sort of uh, move forward in a way where we obviously like sort of plan, try to plan things out as much as we can so that we, we get work and we uh, are not out of work, but we go back to the basics, which is the work itself, which is like sort of the work on yourself. That's what one has to do as an actor. And I think that's, that's how I can if confident, I kind of sort of switch off my social media, I'll sort of, I'll play my flute, I'll read a book, I'll watch a film, I'll sort of get out of that headspace, you know, otherwise it can be a very slippery slope to go down. True. And, and you've obviously, you've dabbled a bit in producing as well. Was that like a conscious choice um, 
in order to, did it come from a place of you wanting to be more in control of uh, maybe playing characters which you felt were not going to just be offered to you? And, you know, I, I think a lot of actors do go into like production because they have that sense of being able to control and maybe the work that they've not got to do so far, they get to create. I think uh, for me, production again, like I never wanted to produce as such. What happened was, uh, again, when I made the switch, I guess from UK television, which was definitely something that was totally out of my control. I had no creative say in that. As an actor, you'd come on set, you had your lines. And I mean, I loved it. I made a lot of money out of it. I still make money out of it, like through royalties, through my work in the UK. But uh, what the, the shift that happened for me was when I came to India, I started doing independent films like Raman Naman with you, and then Garbage, and then Cat Sticks. I <laughs> did have more creative control anyway, because the, the process was more open. Raman Naman, maybe not so much. Raman Naman, I was still a mercenary in some ways, and I was brought on board. Uh, Cube, the director, he brought on, he really wanted me to play Ajay, but he also wanted me to work with the actors. So I was the acting coach as well. Uh, so Brahmanaman, I didn't really have a producerial sort of uh, uh, aspect to it for me. But yeah, I, I did work with the actors and I sort of developed the, helped develop the project. So what happened was when Garbage, the same thing happened when, when sort of Q came to me with the project and he wanted me to work on it with him in, in some ways. Because I was sort of helping develop the script as well, I was helping sort of work with the actors and um, we were sort of working together in many ways on the project and same with Cat Sticks, we developed it together, me and Ronnie and a few other people. Uh, I just, I felt that actors usually would not get enough credit. They would just get an acting credit and that was all. And I, I, I wanted a bit of credit as well. I wanted a, a producerial credit, so to speak. So these were my duties. And I think sort of, I really learned a lot about filmmaking from these things because I kind of got into how a film is made. And I think that has been a really amazing process for me as well to understand how, what it takes to like get a film together. And it's a lot of work. I truly appreciate producers. I think producers' work is, uh, is very, very unforgiving. It's a very thankless job. You will get like all the brickbats thrown at you from both sides. <laughs> and I think in some ways you have to sort of take that upon yourself. Uh, that's part of your job as a producer to sort of take all the sort of invective and all the hateful atmosphere that people sort of throw at producers uh, and still sort of get things done. And I can, I'm, I'm sort of good at that. I think I'm sort of good at sort of getting things done. I can sort of like, you know, get people together for a project and, and uh, do all those things. But I'm really bad at actually production stuff. So I, I don't want to claim to be a producer in any way. <laughs> but yeah, like I did sort of, sort of get into it because I wanted to sort of see what it feels like to develop a project and I wanted credit for it. I wanted to sort of... Uh, uh, get more than just an acting credit for things that I've, for the other things I've done. And I didn't want to get like a piecemeal credit. I didn't think like it was fair for me or for the other actors to, for me to be like called the acting coach or like an associate director or anything. You know, I wanted to sort of, uh, or like a script development person or whatever, you know, I was like, just like, give me executive producer credit and I'll, I'll be fine with it. Also because uh, both these films, the way my contract worked with them was that I wasn't just getting paid uh, upfront money because there wasn't a lot of money in the in the budget. 
but I was also going to sort of, uh, uh, I'm supposed to get a percentage at the end, like so percentage points. So if you're a producer, so the, the, the terminology and the sort of contract becomes easier to, to figure out if you are a producer to sort of get those percentage points at the end, mm. which doesn't have it made enough money for me to get any of, but still in principle, I think it's important to have that. Yeah. So, I mean, you have, you've had both Brahman Naman and uh, of course Garbage, which went to Netflix and, and did extremely well. I don't think, well, I don't know if it was anticipated. Um, it, you know, it just, it just seemed to happen. I know Brahman Naman, there was definitely something special about the script. I remember when I read it, but I, I don't think anyone knew it would, you know, go to Sundance and, you know, do what it did as a film. Um, but platforms like Netflix now, Netflix, Amazon, super popular. Obviously, you have uh, the other platforms in India, like a Voot or a Balaji, and everyone is creating web series right now. But at the same time, I feel that there's a lot of, when we look at India as an industry and, and Bollywood as such, you know, there, there is this sense of, so many people ask me about the, the nepotism side of things. Um, now with web series, obviously it's opened doors for a lot of actors for, for new opportunities, I think, which they never had so much with film. But do you think like that, that same thing which exists in cinema is also somewhere happening on the web too? Because you often see that the lead, the lead actors in shows on Netflix or in Amazon are still... Uh, arguably the same actors who would be the leads in the feature films? Yeah, totally. I mean, you're absolutely right. I think, so So just to go back to Brahmanaman, like I actually didn't know what Netflix was, to be very honest. And when uh, at Sundance we found out that it was going to go to Netflix, everyone was celebrating and I was like, what? No theater? It won't, my film won't be in the theaters? I was so upset. I, I didn't understand how big it was. And again, to be to be honest with you, like after that, I did feel like, wow, okay, so I'm in India's first Netflix original. Like, you know, now we're going to get work. Netflix is going to get this work. But yeah, Netflix and all the other web channels as well. And it's a business thing, basically. They are not there to sort of champion the cause of good work or like sort of make sort of groundbreaking new work. You know, they are all sort of business models which want to make money. And in India, a lot of uh, store, a lot of... Uh, um, importance is given to if you have a, if you have a sort of a certain last name or if you sort of look a certain way or how many followers you have now on like social media platforms when, when people are casting things because that sort of directly translates to the number of people who will watch the show and like will, the show will sell or not and how much money they can make. So in that respect, yeah, like uh, it's, it's been a tough uh, realization but, it, but I have realized that I've lost out a lot of parts uh, in that way to, to actors and again I, I don't think I don't want to name names and I don't want to be like oh this is so unfair and it's so wrong and we should change this I kind of have accepted it because I'm like that's how it works I mean if you really look at the numbers there will not be that many people watching something that I'm in as compared to somebody who's sort of a star kid already and who already has like a bunch of people who want to know what they're doing so in that respect, like you can't really help that. I, I think what, what that does lead to, yes, is a reduction in quality. And I think, uh, I mean, I'll probably sort of massacred for saying this, but I think 95% of the web work that is being made, and I've been part of some of it as well, is quite terrible. I mean, it's quite <laughs> terrible. It's, it's 
really bad. I think like once, like, and that's why like when one sort of semi-decent show comes out, people sort of jump on it and they're like, wow, for India, it's so good. For India, I hate this term for India. For India, this film is so good. For India's web series is so good. I think like I've never thought of it of things in those in those terms. I've always thought of work as work. Like you know, like and I, I think we should have hold ourselves to an international sort of standard. But we can't because again, what works in India is that people want to see stars up there, and uh, Netflix and all these sort of uh, web channels, web series, and all these uh, web channels they can afford stars now, and like uh, they can sort of like and they'll always go towards the star. They'll pay a lot more. Uh, to get the stars on board and, and and the shows themselves will sometimes get a lot more views because of it, even if they're not very good. So it's it's a sort of catch twenty two, I think. I think like once you sort of I think you just have to go you just have to go back and go back to the sort of basics as I said before. Like you have to go back to the work. There's nothing else that one can do. You you can't really sort of keep sort of banging your head against the door. You know, in some ways with Brahman Raman the garbage Statistics. I feel like you know, we we sort of broke open the door. We sort of like we pushed the door open. But now that we open the door, now everyone else to jump in. And so you let them jump in, and we I don't know. We when I say we, I mean me and my friends who sort of keep experimenting with the kind of work we do. We just have to sort of move on to the next sort of experiment and like sort of try to like push the boundaries even more. And I think the sort of drawbacks of that is that yeah, we don't make that much money, and we don't have access to that much money as well. I'm lucky because I've done some UK television and I get some royalties from it. But like the work I've done in India, the independent films, I really haven't made that much from the, those films. But at the same time, like it's at least work that I had a say in and that I'm proud of, that I want to sort of put out there in the world. So I think that's the sort of, uh, it's pretty much around the world. You have to sort of like measure that out and, and, and figure out what is more important to you or like how to sort of balance it out. How to pay rent, but at the same time, sort of get that rate of satisfaction. Mm. But yeah, I, I think uh, that's that's the way they'll go. I don't think like, and I don't think it's wrong as such. I think it's it's how it is. Like, if we had state funding, if the governments funded us, or if we had sort of a surplus, like our patronage, where like people are like, right, we want to sort of uh, this much money for someone to make real art and really good work. I think we have hordes of talent. We have hordes yeah. of talent, but. Uh, yeah, it's going to, it's a sort of, I think it's a cankerous thing, like this nepotism thing in Bollywood, because it kind of is eating itself up. And that's the reason why our cinema and our work is not up to a world standard. Because mm. we have people working here who are of the world standard, but they're not allowed to flourish, they're not allowed to come through. Yeah, you touched upon image, obviously, when you spoke about coming to Bombay for Thespot at that moment, you know, feeling that you didn't fit into perhaps what uh, a Hindi film actor would would look like potentially, but we're obviously seeing that change to a certain degree. I feel like the focus has gone a l little off, at least in non-commercial films or work, uh, a little off in terms of, of course, the way we look is always going to be, you know, under judgment, but it's not so much about getting those six-pack abs necessarily. Um, but I still feel the perception is for, you know, people coming from small towns into Bombay, there's still this idea that, you know, you have to tick these boxes in order to make it as an actor or in order to work as an actor. 
Um, so for like, you know, budding actors, I think, or people just new, new to the acting game, what would your advice be? Because I feel like that's what you have done. You know, you've lived through that process. Is it always like, I know theater is a great starting point if you're serious about the profession. Um, what, what recommendations would you give? Again, like, you know, to be really honest, the recommendations I give are not, which are gonna take you far in Bollywood because like I haven't really gone far in Bollywood. So the recommendation I give is very much like a socialist worker teacher, which I have in some ways. And like, you know, is to sort of go back to the work, to do theater, to have a point of view and work on yourself. I mean, that's what I'm gonna keep telling people till I die. Like, you know, I think I, I really cannot give you advice in terms of like meet these people or go to these parties or sort of like, you know, try to get into these social circles. Yeah. People go like, I know that that's the kind of stuff which will help you more, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to say. But uh, I mean, the advice I'll give is to like sort of go back to the basics, train, I think find training, like, you know, and again, sorry, casting directors, but like, I don't think casting director workshops are the way to go. I think like, you know, like you have to do proper training. I yeah. think if you can, if you afford have the time, training sort of a proper rigorous three-year training or even a one-year training is is very important, I feel. And not because like it will help you become a better actor, but sorry, is an end in itself, you know? It's, it's not a means to an end. So I think, yeah. uh, I think, I think sort of working with yourself, sort of what we touched on earlier, insecurity, working on your insecurities and uh, sort of not allowing yourself to get caught up in this sort of anxiety, insecurity kind of atmosphere of, of Bombay is very important. Um, mm. It's I so funny. The, yeah, I mean, it's funny because when you were saying that, what came into my mind was when I shot for something and I remember the director saying to me, uh, we were dubbing one day and the director actually asking me, do you want to be a, an actor or a star? And uh, I remember saying, I, I immediately said actor without thinking twice. Um, yeah. But the reaction I got was like, oh my God, you're in the wrong. And he literally told me like, I think you're in the absolute wrong place because un unless and until you want to be a star, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense. So I just, I just kind of left and that was kind of early on and I felt very sort of defeated yeah. at that point. No, it's true. It's true. And again, I, I sort of, rather than sort of, I don't know. I, and I, I take these things in seriously nowadays. Like, as in like, for example, a few years ago, I would be even more sort of outspoken about like, oh my God, this terrible work that happens here is terrible, you know, whatever. And people are like, why do you live in Bombay? And I didn't really have an answer to that. And I realized actually that I do live in, I live in Bombay because my friends live here. And I, I enjoy being here. I don't necessarily want to sort of pursue a career in the sort of this industry in, in that respect or sort of I don't want to become a star and uh, I don't think I, I just don't think we, we see eye to eye, but at the same time, if the work comes along yeah. for the right amount, I will do it. And I think that's where it's not worked out for me so far as well, is where is I, the words I feel that I have, I don't think the production houses who make Bollywood films think I, 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 I have that worth, you know, so, so it doesn't match up. It doesn't, it's sort of a, you know, and when this sort of marriage happens, it'll happen. Yeah. But, um, but uh, I, and I think it will happen and it sort of eventually does happen. I am sort of opening up more, I am doing more things and doing more commercial work as well. And uh, 
I, I don't want to sort of get stuck as this sort of indie actor, this sort of like, you know, sort of, you know, this just one, one kind of work. I want to do all kinds of work. Uh, as long as I can do my own sort of work on the side, which is sort of creatively um, giving me the juices that I need, then, uh, then I'm fine with that. What, what for you is the most special thing about theater that you, you feel film doesn't give you? Oh my God, the, the immediacy, the, the, the actually telling of a story in front of people, like, you know, like the sort of that electricity, that atmosphere, uh, the ephemerality, the fact that it's gone, that it's only for the moment. I think what makes film and theater different and special is the same thing, like film is, uh, I mean, the same sort of opposite, like the, the, the film, film is forever and theater is not forever. So because film is forever, a film is wonderful and because theater is only for the moment, it's wonderful. Yeah. So I've come to understand that about film as well. I've lo I love cinema in many, many ways and I love watching cinema, I guess, a lot. But uh, theater, I mean, watching or being part of it or performing the stage is still and will always be my love my first love yeah and because you've done work in both east and west if you like is there something which strikes you as being is there something you specifically enjoy more when you're when you're shooting for something here and less out there or vice versa is there any like comparisons you can make yeah totally i think uh Again, like, you know, the, the good things about a place are the bad things about it as well. For example, in the West, uh, again, on, on UK television, like, which is, again, when I say West, I haven't really done a lot of independent film in the West or like Hollywood productions. I've done UK television, mostly. And in those, it's, it's, everything is super organized, you know, and like in terms of, I'm not even getting the contracts and payments. That's like so organized and so, it's so well paid and all that and like the luxuries and all that. I'm, I'm putting that aside. But in terms of the work culture and the way you work is everything is measured down to the T. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. you shoot, you get your weekends off, you get your lunch break off. Everything is super precise. If there's a line in the script which says, it apostrophe S, and you say it is, then you have a script supervisor coming up to you saying, no, it's, 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 it's not it is. So stuff like that. And I think that's amazing in many ways, but also that leaves you very little room to, to sort of, do other things to sort of like improvise, to sort of like do something crazy or like, you know, like sort of create something new. So yeah. on the converse, conversely, like in India, everything is very disorganized. And this chaos is really counterproductive in many, many ways, except when sometimes, and I think Q is a director who really uses that chaos in a positive way, where it kind of gives you that space to experiment. To sort of like come up with something, to sort of like change, like you know, like work on something, but on the day change it. Come up with something new, like be like sort of present in the moment and work with all these things. You know, in the West, you change something, like there's a whole chain of command you've to go through to like get that okay. Here, like you know, you can sort of just sort of immediate. There's an immediacy again, like you can like sort of work with things. You can get things going. You can cut corners, yes, like you know, in terms of and maybe this is not a good thing to sort of talk about openly, but like. You can, in terms of like safety and whatnot like in the west there's lots of safety restrictions but here yeah. like you know there are but that also like sometimes frees you up like you know film is a medium where you will be uh, taking risks mm. and like it's kind of you you will be at the edge of many many things you know like in terms of like cat six and garbage for example i was 
I've been, I was naked in both of them. Uh, and in Cat 6, there were like areas, like the, the sort of spaces that I was naked in, like, you know, there were like broken glass, for example, you know, but I made that choice as an actor. And like, you know, we cleared it out and like the producers and everyone like got together and cleared it out. But there's no way what I did in Catch 6, I could have done abroad. You know, there would be a whole lot of like nudity clauses and stuff like that. Then there would be like health and safety clauses and stuff like that. So I think that openness, that freedom to play that we get here, uh, which again is misused as well. So I want to like sort of mm. put that mark on that as well. Like people that misuse that as well. Like some, like especially some producer and directors can come on set and be like, right, I want you to do this. And you as an actor are not prepared for that and that's not okay as well. I think like it has to be a sort of a, a collected sort of uh, idea, a collective sort of uh, decision to go to in a certain way. But I think, yeah, mostly that, I think that sort of, you know, the, the that sort of, I think in terms of like money, yes, the West is like far, far better in terms of also fairness and parity of pay for female actors, for actors of different standards and different sort of uh, parts that they play and like, and the royalty kind of thing. In India, you don't get any of those things. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, like, you know, the organization as well, it's far more organized. But at the same time, organization can make you kind of uh, stuck yeah. as well. And feel like there's more freedom. Yeah. And, and how important do you think, you, since, you know, you've also mentioned that, uh, you, you you've had to you've had to go nude in certain things um in certain projects like how important do you think it is for an actor to to not have inhibitions in their work is that something you developed early on and did it come from did it come from your experience in theater or was it influenced by also your training in the west see again this is a very personal thing i think people the actors can have uh, Actors need to be vulnerable, I think. But when you're not working and when you're negotiating and like you have to like, and when you're getting rejected, you have to be very invulnerable. You have to like sort of be strong and take that. And that dichotomy is like really what messes with actors' brains all the time. For me personally speaking, I sort of let go of my inhibitions quite early in terms of nudity and stuff like that because I, I, I felt that, again, but I come from a very extreme school of acting and not, I don't mean that, I mean like the way I sort of think about acting and work is, it comes from this very extreme school of thought where I feel that whatever is truth, you have to serve the truth. And we had lots of debates about this. Like I've got a lot of British actor friends of mine who don't work like that at all. They, they are totally on method, like, you know, who will be sort of acting in a certain, like acting a part on screen. And then in the break time, they put on their jewelry and like put on their own hat and stuff and like sort of be out of character and like sort of like change the accent as well because they're like, no, this is me. And when I'm acting, I'm acting. When I'm not, I'm not. Whereas I kind of stay in that space throughout. I kind of stay in the act, the, the character space throughout. I don't want to call myself method, but I, I stay in that space throughout the time I'm working as an actor on a project. And I want to serve the truth. So if I know that a character and like me, especially like if I've just taken a shower, I'm coming out of the bathroom, I'm going to be naked. Like, you know, like, so I've always found those things odd. This has always been odd to me, like, you know, when people sort of have makeup on in bed, for example. <laughs> and I, I just don't get it. So yeah. for me, like, it's a pursuit of truth, which if it leads me to whatever, nudity or whatever, like, you know, other things as well, uh, I am open to it. I think the conversation now, especially post Me Too, has shifted. And we have to sort of be very aware and very, very sensitive about actors and 
cast and crew's sort of uh, vulnerabilities and like uh, their sort of what is okay and what is not okay for them. Nobody should be pushed into something that they don't want to do because of a pursuit for truth or anything like that. It's a very personal choice for me. And like, you know, like if, again, I, I would never try to push an actor or a co-actor into a space where like, I'm like, see, I'm doing it. Why can't you do it? Like, you know, it's their choice completely. And I don't think, and this is what I should be very clear about. I don't think that you need to have no inhibitions to be a good actor. I don't think that at all. I think you can be like, you can have lots of inhibitions. You can be a non-method actor, but you can be amazing. You can just sort of have that sort of beautiful vulnerability when you sort of are actually acting on camera. Like you don't have to be naked for it. That's just my sort of approach to it. That's like, and it's not about the nudity itself. It's about just sort of an overall approach towards the work where I, I just want to, yeah, in the pursuit of truth, like I am open to, to most things actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been so good to talk to you. Thank you so much for, for sharing a bit about your journey. Thank you, Anisha. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a lot of fun talking to you as well. Um, and yeah, those are really, really interesting and very precise questions. So I really appreciate you for giving me a voice in this. That was the end of an episode on the series of Ignite. I hope you continue to tune in every Sunday for a brand new episode with a brand new guest. This series is super close to my heart, um, being with fellow creatives, so I really hope you enjoy it. Stay updated with everything Unplug with Annie on the website, of course, and the IG page and Facebook page, Unplug with Annie.